Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial. I am just so excited to be joining you today because this is my first solo cast in a minute. And there has just been so much on my heart, so much in my my life that's been happening that it's just time for me to kind of sit, integrate, and really reflect on all the things that are going on, not only with myself, in my family, in my business, and more broadly in, in the world that we live in, in our earth, on our earth. And I must say that one thing that's really been resonating with me deeply, sitting with me deeply, is this issue around, or is this concept around, or is this practice around, rather, grace. And grace is something that, um, you know, we hear, particularly maybe like in religious contexts, or, or, you know, maybe not often, or maybe before your meals, you say your grace, you give thanks. Yet grace could be one of the most powerful, I would say, emotions, practices, actions in our human existence, especially grace for ourselves. And I'm so glad that I started with that because we are often so quick to want to extend grace to other people or forgive other people. And that's always focused externally. And we have to understand that when we're on this path, the focus is about the self. Okay, let's start with that because I was, you know, already in my mind thinking about all the things of grace extending outward. But when when I started to kind of channel and, and really connect deeply to myself, the grace first starts here. And I always have to give context and I love to do this too with my podcast guests in talking about our own personal experiences. And for me, I grew up in a very controlling, like, um, you know, uh, sheltered, very almost like driven household. And for me, that grace didn't really exist because there was always a push, um, of almost a force to go harder, do better, make better grades, do more things, have more activities, almost as like a distraction. And I talk about this a lot with my peers and just in general around busyness being a trauma response and doing things all the time, keeping ourselves occupied, not resting, not sleeping. You know, we sleep when we do, you know, we grind, we grind, we can't stop, we won't stop. That kind of energy as a trauma response because no one really wants to sit with their shit, okay? No one wants to sit with it. No one wants to smell it. No one wants to be in it. But that's the first step in really being able to clear it out and clean it out. 
If you're constantly busy, how do you not know what shit you're in? If you're constantly avoiding it or pushing it to the side or stepping over it, in it, whatever, then you're really not dealing with the problems. Actually, they're accumulating unconsciously in your being. And how that looks over time is dis-ease. When you're not at ease, your body starts to, you know, have a wobble energetically. I love to talk about the energy body. When the energy's flowing, it's good, like a water, like a water, like a lake, like a waterfall. It's clear, it's clean, it's beautiful. But when it starts to get backed up, you know, with the dam or with the or in a puddle or pond, and it stops moving, what does that water become? You know, dirt starts to sit in it, you know, things start to accumulate, and it's Darts have become diseased, not at ease. And this is starts, this is what happens when we are kind of moving in life, like my personal experience as a child growing up, moving, moving, moving well into my young adulthood. I mean, I would work, you know, from eight to six to seven, whatever the time horizon was, seven or seven to seven, and then go out after and then try to come home and get a little bit of rest and then do it all over again. To just distract myself from that which I had inside of me, my emotions, my trauma, my dis-ease, my issues. And we really glorify this lifestyle. This lifestyle of getting to the money, this lifestyle of getting to things, this lifestyle of just getting to to the, the next milestone, the next goal. Yet are we fulfilled in that pursuit? What does that look like? that fulfillment. And this aligns with grace because in those moments, we rarely are extending ourselves grace because we're often judging ourselves. We're judging ourselves for not having reached that milestone quickly enough. We're judging ourselves for maybe competing or comparing ourselves to the people around us. What are they doing? What do they look like? What kind of car are they driving? What kind of house are they driving? What's in their bank account, count other people's bank accounts, what's in their pockets. And we have no clue. We don't even have a clue of what's in our own accounts, how we're managing our own funds, how we're doing our own businesses, because we're constantly comparing. And frankly, this is an acceptable practice in business. Even when we're doing feasibility studies or pitch decks or anything of that sort, we're always comparing ourselves to the competition. Competitors. Competitor analysis. Why? I really want to understand why. What can ever be gleaned from looking at what someone else is doing? When it's your life, your path, your gifts, your opportunities, your co-creation with God, your commitment and mission with God. So we have to bring it back to the basics. We have to really start to understand why are we doing what we're doing? Judging ourselves, comparing ourselves, not extending ourselves grace. Not extending ourselves the understanding, the overstanding, the understanding of where we are right now. What lessons do I need to be learning right now to get me where I wanna be? And this resonates so deeply with me because this was so much of my life path. 
So much of my life path was looking at others and determining my success based on them. What a sad and painful existence to not honor myself, not honor my own gifts, not honor my own blessings, the money I have in my own bank account, what I can do for myself, my accountability. No grace for self. So it starts fundamentally with that grace for yourself before you could even try to extend it to somebody else. And that goes with anything and everything. If we don't have whatever that emotion is, that love for self, that compassion for self, the empathy for self, the knowing of who we are, then it's absolutely impossible to, to expect that we can do that for other people and vice versa. Which kind of leads me to the next part of what grace can be and feel like or doesn't feel like or ain't is. <laughs> and that's getting grace from other people. When we're walking in our path, when we're walking in our divine purpose, when we are supporting humanity, when we are supporting our family, when we are doing good in our jobs, when we are doing great in our careers, this can be triggers for outside people who are not doing those things successfully. And when other people are triggered, it can manifest in so many ugly ways. It can manifest, a lot of people call it haters. You know, it can manifest as people trying to sabotage you take you to court, sue you, take things from you, steal from you, rob you, kill you. All of these things happen and we see it happen every single day, beat you. I've experienced a lot of these things myself from people who I love the dearest. But let me tell you one thing, as a highly conscious being, we have to see and understand the level of consciousness that other people are operating from as well. And that's where grace practice with self can be extended to others. And the love and the compassion that flows within can be extended to others. And I want us all to sit with that because that's not, hey, as a black woman, that's not how we was raised. Or black, I mean, or any people, a lot of people, you know, when people are coming for you, when you have haters, the you're generally taught to defend yourself. You're generally taught to fight fire with fire. If someone punches you in the mouth, you punch them back. Yet that's not how it works in the metaphysical realm. That's not how it works in the spiritual world. First, it starts with seeing people for who they are and where they are consciously. Understanding that, yeah, people may, you know, be at a preschool level, but still we have to handle these situations with grace. And that's coming to a higher level, Michelle. Michelle Obama said it all the time. You know, a lot of people repeat it. They go low, we go high. And that is exactly 
the process. You see how the attacks are coming. You see how the hate is coming to you, yet you have to transmute that energy. As alchemists, as metaphysicians, as spiritualists, as beings of God, of divine light, of conscious light, we transmute that energy and we go high. We arm ourselves with the proper tools to combat the situation in the highest form possible. And that takes a lot of energy. Not only energy, consciousness, self-awareness, love for self, knowing of self, because in the face of all that chatter and noise, you have to continuously affirm who you truly are in the eyes of God. Who are you in the eyes of God and the eyes of self? It's not what they are saying. And, you know, this is my personal upbringing. However, Jesus was a great ascended master who taught us this in a brilliant and beautiful and graceful way. He often spoke about how to see the faults in others and knowing that they know not what they do. However, he continued to arm himself with prayer, with fasting, with meditation, with gathering of his like minds or of his higher vibrational friends and peers to really help to solve these bigger issues and problems, even on his journey to his, his death, his persecution, knowing that the high consciousness vibration couldn't sustain very long in that context. So that also is just a beautiful, inspirational story for how we walk in this life, in past lives. We came here and to fulfill God's mission. Whatever that looks like for you, I can't articulate that for you, but for me, it is this meta business. This meta business venture, this meta business journey is my co-creation with God and really honoring, accepting, and integrating spiritualism very intentionally into our lives, into our businesses, into our work. And if there are persecutions along the way, that's part of my contract with God. That's part of it, whether it come from family, whether it come from friends, whether it come from other business colleagues, folks who consider themselves competitors. But this is my path. And very similarly, I offer this inspiration to you wherever you may be on your path. You may not be fully there on the spiritual side, but you know that you are doing something that's good for yourself, that's good for your family, and you may be met with a lot of resistance. Trust me, that's part of the journey. That's part of the healing of the collective. And I love, love, love to talk about Dr. David Hawkins. He wrote this beautiful book about the map of consciousness. And the map of consciousness has helped me to really understand the levels of consciousness from which we operate from, the actions that, that you know, align with those emotions and those levels of, of consciousness, and how they inform themselves in our world. And when we start to see where we land on that map, as we especially ascend that map, 
then we could even better see and understand where other people land on that map. And when we're able to see from which they're operating from, from which they're coming, then we can better extend grace and understand how to prepare ourselves if an attack should come from that level of consciousness. And one thing that I have been incorporating more and really just doing more is prayer, intentional prayer and conversation with God. Because in my metaphysical practice, I think I went through a very long phase where there was a lot of meditation, a lot of movement, a lot of silence, which is great because there are seasons where we just need to listen. We need to just shut up and listen. And right now I'm in a season of really speaking my truth, communing very openly and honestly with God and looking for signs that direct me to where I'm supposed to go. And I feel this for someone, some of you out there, you listeners, you viewers, that this is a season for you to start that very intentional conversation with yourself, with your higher self, with God, however you articulate it, so that you can really activate those energies, those dreams, those visions that are within you that potentially are being met with a lot of resistance so that you can start to cultivate that grace that abundance, that love for yourself and where you're going in this life. And I just really want us to kind of sit with that conversation. Honest conversation, honest articulation. Because the clearer we are on who we are, the clearer we are on where we want to go, the easier it is to get there the easier it is for God to start to move and shift in the universe and your guides and your ancestors to move with you or release you. I was talking about this recently with one of my, uh, my friends, my peers, about the binds that even our ancestors may have on us. God bless them, but we choose to live differently, Okay. There are a lot of our ancestors, you know, beings in our lineage that may not necessarily be aligned to where we're going right now. There could be people in our lives right now that aren't aligned with where we're going. And just like a rocket ship, when the boosters fall off, you are going to higher altitudes. The boosters help you get to a certain height, of course, but then they fall off. Because you keep going higher and higher and higher. Not everyone, every entity, every being, every energy is meant to go where you're going. Go where I'm going. And that in and of itself could potentially be a grieving process. It can feel painful. It can look ugly. It can look so ugly. But when you're looking at a rocket ship going up in the air and boosters flying off, you're seeing smoke, you're seeing fire, you're worried things might blow up. And it has. Yet, I feel for you, for me, that this isn't one of those combusting type of situations. 
This is definitely one of those ascension going up into the stratosphere, the cosmos situations. And with that, we have to move impeccably. I've been doing this training with Eat Yourself Sexy Journey, my homegirl, Queen of Green. Queen is a beautiful, been a beautiful guide along this healing journey as well. And she's brought in Queen of Fua. And part of Queen of Fua's teachings aligned with that impeccable listening. This is her, her, her philosophy, impeccable listening. And I just extended a little bit further into the impeccable living. When we are aligned with God, aligned with source, aligned with divine will, our moves, whether they are perceived as right or wrong in this world of duality, when they are aligned with God, we are on the right path. Righteous path, rather. Righteous path. And the impeccable living, the impeccable listening is part of that intuition, part of that inner inner guidance system that we've been cultivating likely for a very long time, for some years. And if you're tuning in to this podcast or watching me, then you likely have been on this path for a little while, very aware of the situations you're putting yourself in, the people you surround yourself with, the foods you're putting into your body, the things that you're drinking, the thoughts that you're thinking. This is part of the impeccable path. Because as we're being tested, whether by other entities, other people, other energies, we must trust and know this is part of our growth. These are lessons that we need for our ascension and also to teach others. With my mentors, Max and Jasmine, we are really co-creating a heaven on earth existence. Heaven on earth. Sounds familiar, right? Jesus talks about this too. Heaven on earth. Not, not when you die and go somewhere. No, I'm talking about right now. And there are a lot of people who aren't aligned with that desire. A lot of entities that do not benefit from you being actually happy and joyful. Okay? So you have to understand and understand and overstand that this is your birthright. And it starts with grace. It starts with grace for yourself understanding of yourself and knowing, really knowing who you are. And I'm so grateful to be talking about this because this is, again, what I've struggled with for so long. Not being able to see the wrong in myself, not feeling guilty, not feeling shameful about my life, my life path. It's taken a tremendous amount of work, amount of healing, to really see the good in me, okay? The power in me, knowing who I am, why I came here, my mission. 30 plus years, I get emotional just, I mean, feeling into that. And I talk to my friends, I talk to my sister, I talk to my brothers, and so many of us, I'm feeling it because it's collective. We feel this way. 
feeling undeserving, feeling unworthy of wealth, of abundance, of prosperity, of success. Because oftentimes of what other people may think about us. How crazy is that when you say it out loud? Living a life for others, to please others, to make other people happy, to make them like you when they never did. They never were supposed to. And that's the truth of it. That's the truth of it. They never were opposed to. Because this journey is about you, not them. This journey is about me, not them. And so our choices, our decisions, our obligations are to ourselves, not them. And I have to sit with that. We all need to sit with that because these changes are micro changes. How can we change the world if we cannot honor ourselves? If we cannot change ourselves? If we cannot have grace for our decisions, for our mistakes even, however you wanna call them mistakes. I don't call them mistakes, I see them as lessons. Maybe I could have done this differently. Maybe I could have done that differently, but I was operating with the best information I had at the time. The highest level of consciousness that I had at the time. Never in my life has there been intent to do harm to anybody. And I have to feel that for myself and know that for myself and take that up with God for myself. Despite how other people may see or view it. And I encourage the same for you. No matter what you may be experiencing in your life, you have to know and trust in yourself, your decisions, your choices, and really have that grace that you are making the best decisions, the highest decisions possible for yourself in this moment in time. Hindsight, ooh, hindsight always looks good and pretty, pretty. You can go back and say, I could have did it this way, that way, that way, that way. But when you are going through it, you are literally moving with the highest level of knowledge that you have so that you are able to move and make those lessons and grow from it. The goal here, the intention here rather, for this life path is soul growth. I'm not here for the stagnation. I'm not here for the status quo. I'm here to push to the limits, be on the leading edge, experience the most amazing experiences possible. I can't do that looking and being like everybody else and doing what everybody else is doing. Neither can you. So that inner listening, that inner guidance requires impeccable, impeccable living, impeccable listening because your instructions are coming from within. 
connected to God, connected to source. And so I hope, I really hope this is deeply starting to resonate with you because it's really coming from my heart. It's coming from, from experiences, from pain, from trauma. It's coming from all these different places, from love, from joy, from compassion, so that we can really integrate all of these experiences, integrate all of these knowings to really truly serve our soul growth because our soul is connected to all of humanity, all of the universe rather. But for right now, it's really important to focus on humanity. This is why we came to earth, divine beings in this human form, divine beings in this woman body rather, divine beings in a man body. We are woman and man, creations of God, children of God, man and woman. We came here to live out God's will, God's purpose. In order to do that, we must have grace. The uh, same grace that God has for us, the same compassion that God has for us, the same empathy that God has for us. And when we don't have that, we're doing ourselves the greatest disservice. And we are doing our friends, our families, our businesses, the same disservice. So we must intentionally focus on cultivating that grace for ourselves, that forgiveness for ourselves, that love for ourselves, so that we can continue to move energetically with high energy, with high purpose, with high intention, with our heads high, our backs straight, our skin glowing, our smiles bright, our clothes beautiful, our walk graceful, okay? We want to be moving and breathing on this earth as the gods and goddesses that we are, our birthright. Knowing this is our birthright, being in our birthright. I want to share my, my mantra with you, my daily mantra with you, because it really helps to kind of raise my vibration and it goes, I think, I act, I talk, I walk, I breathe, and I perform as the multi-billion dollar meta-business being that I am. I love to share that and speak that over with myself because this is my vision for, my, for myself and for my work. And whatever your vision is for you, speak it over yourself. Know that you think it, you act it, you walk you talk, you breathe it, you perform it as such. This is who you are. This is who I am. And no one, nothing, no legal system, no legal society, no corporation can take this from me, my God-given right as a woman to be this. And I hope this sits well with you. I hope this resonates deeply with you. I hope this inspires you to take inspired action for yourself and love and grace and honor and compassion because you deserve it. If no one else does, you do. And with that, I am complete. And I thank you so, so much 
for joining me on this meta business millennial journey. And I invite you to follow me on social media at I am Erin Patton on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, of course, YouTube. And you can check out more resources at my website, themetabusiness.world. I'll catch you all on my next podcast. And until then, much love and light to you. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored. And I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. Because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.